Happy Easter, everyone. The story goes that the two young men entered a small, dark, quiet, and holy place in the early hours of a Sunday morning when the guard was asleep in order to steal a body. Why? Why would they do that? No one is sure. Maybe to make a name for themselves. Maybe to leave a lasting legacy. Maybe just to do an epic prank. Whatever the case, the telling of that story began 2,000 years ago that the early followers of Christ had stolen his body from the tomb just to say that he was raised from the dead. Another story, almost 2,000 years later, two young men entered another small, dark, quiet, and holy space early on a Sunday morning, again while the guard was asleep, in order to steal a body. And they took three. And I was the guard. The rectory is next door. My bedroom window gazes upon the chapel entrance, from which, as you've probably heard, Two of our college students stole three statues, three almost hundred-year-old plaster statues to put in the back of a pickup truck and drive across town. The police have given reports, the lawyers made their statements, proceedings are underway, and the reporters have told us all about the facts. But the question still stands in the minds of so many, why? Why would they do that? For 2,000 years, the question of why, why the story of the stealing of Jesus' body would be told has been used, and the questions are still asked to this day. In fact, we want to get to the bottom of the story. In both cases, the facts are there. Reporters will tell us the facts. In fact, there is a a book at the doors of the church. The reporter wanted to know about the resurrection. And he, with that same questioning mind of, there's nothing to this, is there? How could there be anything more than the stealing of a body? Asks for just the facts. But there is more to every story than the facts. Left just to the facts, all we could tell you is that the courts of their day exiled John and crucified Peter. Today, we don't know what the courts will decide for our students. The lawyers tell me that, at very least, the parish will get paid the amount that it will cost to repair the statues. But as some of you are involved, we are meeting with the students 
Why? Because fixing statues, because fixing what is broken is not enough. We want more. We want it better. We, in our Christian hearts, want new life. And Easter is the day for it. Easter is not about a man who just came back from the dead. Coming back from the dead happened with Lazarus. It happened with the son of the widow of Nain. It happened with Jairus' daughter, and they all died again. Coming back from the dead happens almost every day on the medical tables in hospitals. EMTs bring people back from the dead all the time, but they all die. We stand here today to profess more. We profess belief in new life, not just piecing the pieces of a broken humanity back together. And that's why the story is important. We hear the story that John sees the burial cloths and the head cloth folded in a separate place, and he believes. Why? I have no idea. Maybe he believed because he knew that myrrh was used with the burial cloths and that would fuse the linen cloth to the flesh of the deceased like lead to the skin. How could, why would anyone remove that cloth? Maybe it was because he was sure that no grave robber would want to come face to face with death itself. Or maybe, as I like to think, the neatly folded headcloth reminded him of how Jesus always folded the shroud that he would wear in prayer. John always stayed so close to the Lord, even at the Last Supper, laying his head upon the breast of him. I don't know why it worked for him, but it did work, and he believed. The facts are important, But in each life, there is that moment where it comes together and we have the opportunity either to say, yes, Lord, I believe, or no, I'm just going to keep looking for more facts, more data, more spreadsheets, and that's it. What about you? What was the napkin moment in your life? What was it that got you up this morning? What was it that gives you hope day in and day out that there is something more than just making do? When the world just shrugs and says, nope, that's just kids being kids these days, they've got no respect. How is it that you can come before our Lord, come before the world and say, no, I believe in something more. I believe in faith, hope, and love. For me, while still a college student myself, a big part of it was reading the writings of St. Therese, the Carmelite nun whose statue, coincidentally, was one of the three statues taken, the one that was most damaged, the one that was bought by our parish the year after Therese appeared here in Canton in 1932. She had written to a young man named Maurice who was going through a mess in his life. And she wrote with such tender love about the love of God for her and for Maurice. 
that it set him in a different course and it set me in a different course. Today, her statue is broken. It is ugly, but her faith, her hope, and her love endures. Yes, I want her statue repaired, and it will be repaired, but not just repaired. We're going on in this course. We're going on with this life, with this message, that Jesus comes back from the dead to share new life. It's about the fullness of life, eternal life, and that which is offered to us all.